Hi, and welcome to episode 208 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, a mile and a half away from Betsy right now. (laughs) I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta, like Kate said, neighbors. And I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, just (laughs) figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere we can find a recipe on the World Wide Web. All right, Kate, this week's recipes are an Instant Pot Braised Beans Turkish Style from Instant Pot Eats, a Best Wild Rice Soup from A Couple of Cooks, and an Instant Pot Muhadara from Feasting at Home. Yeah, we did a poll on our Facebook group, I think it was, recently about foods folks look most forward to in the fall. And I had like pumpkin spice on there and apples and all these other things. And people are like, no, it's chili. It's like, oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> uh, beans beans themselves are not on the list, which is what this episode is all about. But chili was, which I think is like makes doing a rest- an episode in the fall about beans make sense. And thinking about all the warming fall dinner flavors that we've been missing this summer, or maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not missing them, but at least uh, we can welcome them a little bit. And so we have all those bean recipes that are perfect for the crisper air this time of year. Even in Atlanta, we have, well, for this Mm -hmm. week, we have some crisp air. Yeah, it felt cooler, which was exactly the weather we needed to make Mm -hmm. these recipes. (laughs) Because otherwise, we would have been sweating and eating our wild rice soup, which is never a good... I know. You kind of need it to cool down to feel like a pot of of rice soup and some nice warming lentils and rice. So it was the perfect timing. (laughs) Yeah, so speaking of warming things, we have our first recipe this week, which is Instant Pot Braised Beans, Turkish style, from Instant Pot Eats. These are green beans with garlic, tomatoes, spices, plus a really generous amount of olive oil, which they say makes the dish work. So definitely lean into olive oil on this one, which I had no problem doing. You take advantage of the cooking time of an Instant Pot, which means it takes like not any time at all. And plus, this is a recipe that says, hey, these are actually better if you make them ahead of time. Lots of wins in this recipe. So to make it, you turn on an Instant Pot and you press the saute button and you let it heat up. And then you add in olive oil and onions and cook for about seven minutes. If they start to brown, you kind of take down the heat, but basically you want to have nice, browned, delicious, soft and golden onions. Then you add in some garlic, salt and pepper, and just a pinch of sugar and stir it thoroughly. Then you add in about three medium tomatoes that have been chopped and stir that in. And then what you do is you add in a pound and a half of string beans and then some chicken stock and or vegetable stock. I use chicken stock and stir it well. You set it to manual pressure on low for five minutes, and then you allow it to release naturally. Stir it up. You can taste her salt at that point when it's done right out of the Instant Pot, but they do recommend actually that you allow the beans to cool off slightly before you adjust the seasoning, which I thought was interesting. Um, and they also say this is better the next day. So that's the recipe. I mean, I feel like there's barely anything to say because this is so quick, so simple. Betsy, how did you like them? I liked these. So we had them as a side when we made some fish. We've got an episode coming up with Sina 
seafood. Mm-hmm. And that we made these, I made those in the night that I was roasting some fish. And so it was really mm. kind of a nice time to make a different side because I was doing the fish really simply just in the oven. And then I uh, made these green beans in the Instant Pot and everything was pretty hands off. And I think I would actually double this recipe next time because we oh. ate like the pound of green beans just for dinner that night because everyone really loved them. But then I knew in the recipe it said everything tastes better the next day once it sits and all that kind of stuff. And I was wishing that I had had some for later in the week. I thought these were really good. They did. And they smelled amazing while mm-hmm. you're making them. All those onions and tomatoes and things. Um and also, like, I know you and I both use the Instant Pot for kind of longer cooking dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a like beans, like dried beans and big cuts of pork. And for this to be on low pressure for five minutes, I was like, oh, it's yeah. done. <laughs> like, it, it binged. And I was like, oh, all right. Uh, which was fun to have a quick recipe in the Instant Pot. I thought it was, like, very savory. The beans kind of turn almost, like, meaty tasting when you braise mm-hmm. green beans this way. This reminds me, if you've ever, have you ever had, like, southern-style braised beans, like the longer cooking kind? Yes, yes. At the barbecue places, they have them a lot. At the barbecue places, yeah. They have them a lot, which is, like, I've made before. Super delicious. I love these for lunch. Just plain, mm. like, with rice. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a very delicious. And you don't realize how kind of hearty green beans really are until you make them this way. You're like, oh, this is pretty delicious. Um, yeah, I made them and I tasted them the day I made them and then the days afterwards. And they were delicious afterwards, Betsy. <laughs> I hate to rub I it in. They, but they were. were really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like you said, I think this would be good with like a roast chicken. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like a like a rotisserie chicken, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to be really good. Or um, I don't know. I got a weird craving for meatloaf when yeah. I was eating these. I don't know if we just know, grew up a lot that. of green beans and meatloaf or what. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was nice when you like doing something like a rotisserie chicken or if you have some leftovers and then you do want to make a a more fun side or experiment with mm-hmm. your sides. This is a really good way to do it. Because again, like you said, it was kind of it was kind of nice to use the Instant Pot in a different way. Mm -hmm. I usually don't Mm -hmm. take it out unless I'm, like, making a soup or something. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you – that strategy a lot, too, Betsy, I feel like you do, where you make – you've got leftovers, and then you make something with a leftover – like, alongside the leftovers to kind of, like, jazz up a leftover meal. Mm -hmm. I I feel Mm -hmm. like I hear you doing that a lot. You're like, oh, we had leftovers, but I made this side salad that was fresh. I think that's such a good strategy to kind of, like – Make leftovers seem a little less like we've been there, done that. Yeah, and it gives you, like, it's a good way for me to kind of fit in some of these recipes that are a little bit more cooking, maybe, or a little bit outside Mm. of what I normally would do. But then I'm not also committed to making, you know, roasting a chicken at the same time or doing something else in my kitchen. Like, this is the only thing I do, and the rest of it's coming out of the fridge. So, yeah. 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 I don't know. I just think it's a great idea. These are five out of five for me. Like yeah, me, quick, me too. Super flavorful. Definitely make them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we have next, Betsy? We have the best wild rice soup from a couple of cooks. Uh, you know, I love a recipe with best in the title. 
I, I really do. do. I want to challenge the idea of best. Is this really the best wild rice soup? Uh, and so I will will be the judge of that. Uh, but this is a homey <laughs> and hearty soup that's thickened by white beans and made creamy with soaked and blended cashews, meaning this thing is totally dairy free and can be vegan if you don't use a meat based bouillon or stock. Uh, I didn't have any vegetable stock, so this wasn't vegan, but it was definitely dairy free. Uh, mm-hmm. There's lots of celery and carrots and herbs to kind of round it out for a very savory soup. So to make it, you put some cashews in a bowl and cover them with water. Leave it to soak while you make the rest of the recipe, which is an onion diced, a couple stalks of celery sliced up along with a carrot. And then you slice up a pound of cremini mushrooms, like the mini portobellas, the dark ones. And you mix up some cloves of garlic and then you start making your soup, which is olive oil in a Dutch oven. And you add your trinity of onion, celery, and carrot. You cook that until it's nice and soft. Then you add in your mushrooms and saute them. And then you add in your garlic, some thyme, and oregano, and stir it up. Then you add your broth, wild rice, and salt and pepper. And you just simmer that for about 20 minutes. As you noticed in the bean episode, there are no beans yet. They come later. (laughs) So then (laughs) after 20 minutes, you add your beans, which are two cans of white beans that have been drained and rinsed. And add those in, simmer it for about 30 to 35 minutes more until the rice breaks open. Then use a liquid measuring cup, like, you know, one of those Pyrex things. I just dipped mine in and took out two cups of the hot soup and put it in a blender with a cup of water and the cashews that have been drained along with this dried sage. And then you blend that on high for about a minute until it's nice and creamy. And then you pour that creamy mixture back into the soup. Add some soy sauce and a little more salt. And you have this like super savory, very layered flavored soup. Betsy, how'd you like it? We we liked this soup. I thought it came together pretty easily. There were really no, mm-hmm. as long as you remember to soak your cashews. I mean, it yeah. felt like making a pretty easy soup. So that was great. I like the wild rice in here. Everyone commented on how chewy it was, and it's just, you know, wild rice. <laughs> That's wild rice, a, man. A hearty soup, which is which is kind of fun. I did also – I did not have the uh, veggie broth, and I had some mm. ham base better than oh. bouillon. So I, like, put a spoonful or two of that in there, which was delicious. Yum. <laughs> so mine was not vegan, but I guess it was dairy-free. And the cashews – so I just, you know – took all my stuff out that I needed to get out and I put it into my little container that I use my stick blender in and did Mm. it that way. And I, you know, I think it got creamy. It stayed really creamy. You can still see it's like a little bit grainy from the cashews, Mm. right? If you're just using your regular stick blender, but it didn't bother anyone. There's just kind of an appearance of like, it's not smooth like a cream, you know? Um, But it turned that lighter creamy color. I thought it was delicious. Yeah, this was very good. And so you and I did, if you follow us on Instagram, Betsy, you and I had an epic adventure going to Trader Joe's, Costco, mm-hmm. H Mart. Where else do we go? Penzies. Penzies. Yes. Yeah. And so one of the stops was at Trader Joe's, like I said, and we got the wild rice there, which if you have access to a Trader Joe's, that is a great place to find wild rice. They sell it by the pound pack and then you're one and done. And so we split a little package of wild rice, which was perfect mm-hmm. for this. Um, and it was just like a very savory, satisfying soup. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good soup to have on rotation. It reheated well in the microwave because it makes, you know, I've yet to see a soup recipe that's like a reasonable amount for one person to eat through, you know. Yeah, you just... it was kind of a big, I think it was six to eight servings. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so I did not actually have it this time, although usually I do, but I did not have it because I've got a friend who does eat dairy-free and I was like, oh, I bet you she would love the soup. So I have a little container of that ready to give to her today, actually. Um, this reheated well in the microwave. Nice. And it was so nice to have this in the microwave, to be honest, because it was the perfect, I was like, ooh, it's just a one and done lunch. There's no extras. <laughs> it's just like a perfect yeah. bowl of like beans and veggie and wild rice and you eat it and you're satisfied and um, you can like have a happy lunch and move on with your day. Um, I think this would be great with like, um, you know, a loaf of garlic bread, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, most things can be improved by a loaf of garlic yeah. bread, but it's not necessary. It was just very nice soup. This was a five out of five for me. It was exactly what I hoped it would be. And if you're looking for some dairy-free, because I know that a lot of people have to avoid dairy, this is a really creamy tasting soup that I thought did that part really well. Yeah, I, you would never know that this was a Mm dairy-free soup. Like, I just gave it to my kids. They loved it. There was no Mm. discussion or issues with the fact that this was a vegan soup, essentially. Like, yeah, not even part of the things that was um, talked about or brought up because there was no like, this is a weird tasting. Why right. does this taste like adjacent to a soup that I like? Right. right? Which is yes. sometimes where where you're, what you're getting into that kind of territory. But this was just um, creamy, delicious, hearty, hit all the notes. Also a five out of five for me on this one. Good recipes this week. Okay, last one. Mm-hmm. Instant Pot Muhadara from Feasting at Home. So if you haven't heard of Muhadara before, it is a Middle Eastern dish with lentils and rice cooked together with warming spices and browned onions. It's a pretty humble dish, but then you'll find yourself craving it because it's super delicious. And it's also pretty nutritious with all that bean protein and fiber. So let's talk about it. This recipe you make in the Instant Pot, which is even nicer, and you soak your lentils first in some hot water. And then while they're soaking, you saute some shallots in your Instant Pot, um, about 45, 445. Oh my goodness, don't do that. (laughs) Four to five minutes in some olive oil until they're tender and fragrant and slightly caramelized. The trick is you remove half of them, saving those shallots for a topping. You add the garlic, And then cumin, coriander, allspice, cinnamon, turmeric, ginger, all go in the pot, along with dried mint. It's a lot. It's a lot of spices, but all super delicious. And then you saute that. You add some lemon zest as well and water. And then you add in your lentils. Give them a, um, and then along with some rinsed brown rice. Give it a good stir, and then you cover the instant pot. Set it on high for 14 minutes. Let it naturally naturally release for at least 10 minutes. In the meantime, you can prep your garnishes. So um, this could be things like yogurt, uh, caramelized the caramelized shallots, some sprouts, olive oil, chopped tomatoes, avocado, any of those things. Tahini sauce, fresh parsley or mint. You can see how this is like something you just add a lot of fun stuff to. Uh, to serve it, you just gently fluff your muhadara with a fork. Don't overmix it or your lentils will get all mush. And then you just serve it in bowls with all those toppings. And they also say, like, also add some seasonal veggies on the side, like roast, roasted root vegetables if you want, or some shredded cabbage or carrots. Um, it's a really flexible dish. Betsy, how did the family like this? So my kids, I wasn't totally sure because I used black lentils and mm. they turned everything's sort of gray. So 
my whole it was like the rice and the everything was sort of this like scoop of gray color um yeah. base but i did make caramelized onions and what else did we have we had the olive oil we had lemons we had chopped up cilantro mm. i had some chopped up peppers yogurt and so they just made kind of a big bowl of stuff for themselves and they really 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 liked this which mm. I was very happy about because <laughs> this is like, I mean, it's something so easy to make in the Instant Pot as your base, and then you can just yeah. pull stuff out of your fridge and have them make a bowl out of it, which was great. Right. And so, And it feels healthy because it is healthy. Um, and it's just, yeah, made for a really nice dinner. I was happy about it. Yeah, this was delicious. It smelled amazing making it. It smelled amazing coming out of the Instant Pot. Uh, I love the toppings are super fun. Uh, I would like probably maybe even triple the amount of shallots that you caramelize mm-hmm. in there because that was like my favorite part. Yeah. And I was even thinking like, ooh, you know, be good on top of this. Something totally ridiculous is <laughs> the fried onions that come in the can. Yes. Kate, I thought I was about like, that oh. too. After, the, after caramelizing my onions, I was like, you know, it'd be really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. A little crunch yeah. in there. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you know what? Go for it. Go for it, kids. I would say yes, do that. Uh, I made the full batch, which was insane. It's a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um, and mildly regretted it because, um, to be honest, I had to freeze half of it because I was like, I cannot get through this. And we'll see how well it freezes. It's not a super awesome thing to freeze, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I would have this next time, but if you have a smaller household and you want to eat it, you would like to eat this for lunch. Like I would, you know, little containers of this and then the little Mm -hmm. containers of the toppings would be a delightful lunch to bring somewhere to reheat, you know, Mm -hmm. I thought this was super good. Uh, five out of five for me, I've got no complaints. Make it again. Yeah, me too. The rest, like the recipe worked really well. I had no issues. We made it. It was delicious. Super simple. Just all good things here. Also a five out of five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, wrapping it up. What are our winners for the week? Betsy, you want to go first? What was your winner? I have to say the rice and lentils, the muhadara, because I was surprised at how well that went over with my family. And they really liked the soup. Everyone liked everything we made this week. I mean, it was like, Everyone loved and ate everything, and I did not necessarily think that the muhadara was going to go over as well as it did. And oh my gosh, same! I was really, really worried it. about that one. I was yeah, like, oh my god, yeah. that was no my one one question mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. And instead, they just like ate it up and had big bowls full, and it was really nice to see. So that's my winner. How about you? Mine was the soup. And it was because it just hit the spot for lunches for me. And I just was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is so good. But I do think I can't, it's kind of like all of these recipes this week. If someone would say, which one should I make? I would say, do it based on your mood, not on like which recipes are the best because they're all super delish. Yeah. Well, if any of the, yeah, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We have links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about, and all sorts of other stuff. If you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast, uh, Facebook, and also on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, Kate, for the smorgasbord this week, we're talking about our drawing winners and bean recipes from the archives. 
So we had um, an ask for all of you for this month of September around our newsletter, which is if you hadn't subscribed, please go ahead and do so. And we will enter you in a drawing for our book, uh, The Kitchen Whisperer, which we just had an interview with Dorothy Callens uh, that got released last week. So I'm really happy to announce that our winner is Casey. Uh, which is a K and a C. Uh, we don't have <laughs> for the book. So Casey, we'll be contacting you via email. Congratulations. And thanks so much to everyone for signing up to our newsletter. We have a new promo for this week. We are looking for folks to join our Instagram community. We have a lot of fun over there. That's where we post a lot of our pictures of the recipes. So if you're a person who wants to know what it looks like when we cooked them, that's the place to go. Betsy has fun in the stories, always posting like cool things that she's into. And uh, we just like to chat in there. So if you have not followed us on Instagram, we are Dinner Sisters Podcast. Find us over there. And what we'll do is we'll draw from our list of Instagram subscribers and we'll send you a DM when we do the drawing. Oh, and I love how on theme the book drawing is. It is for Cool Beans, which is one of Mm. our, like, honestly, one of the best cookbooks that I've got. Believe it or not, it's just all about beans, but I just love it so much. So uh, that one, if you head over to Instagram and follow us, you can be entered in that drawing. It's for anyone who's ever followed us on Instagram. Um, we would love to have you over there. And a special drawing that we're announcing at the end of this month, which is coming up for Patreon patrons. So if you're a person who supports the podcast over on Patreon, you will be entered in a drawing and you'll get to ch- choose from any of the books that we've ever reviewed on the podcast from like the very beginning. So what is it? Sweet and all those other things uh, you can pick from there and we will enter you in the drawing. So if you've ever been toying with the idea of following us on Patreon and becoming and supporting the podcast, we'd love to see you. And we're sweetening the pot this month with a drawing for a book. All right, Kate, let's talk about some bean recipes from the archives. So Episode 112, we had a couple bean recipes, and we had the best chickpeas from Bon Appetit, a carrot and white bean burger from Smitten Kitchen, and some gallo pinto, which is the Nicaraguan black beans and rice from Serious Eats. And that episode Mm. is one of our most downloaded episodes because it dropped right like in the height of the pandemic when we were, I think, April-ish, May, and... Mm -hmm. Everyone was listening because we were all kind of like panic cooking at that point. And more beans seemed to be like a good idea. So we got some great – like that carrot and white bean burger from Smitten Kitchen. I need to make that again because those were delicious and need to go back on my fall menu. The gallo pinto was a sleeper hit. Remember how delicious that that was? Yeah. Yeah. That was so Mm -hmm. good. Uh, There's another episode – uh, which was episode 157, which is had the cannellini bean salad. Uh, it was all bean salads. So one was a cannellini bean salad. The other was a blood orange and mixed bean salad with sprouts. And then the hit of that episode was Portuguese salad of black eyed peas and tuna, which had white onions and this vinegary um, dressing. It was so good. And Betsy, there's one more bean episode. We love beans over here. What can we say? Yeah. Yeah. Don't (laughs) underestimate the amount of bean Mm -mm. content you can find on the Dinner Sisters. So we also at episode 56 had a really a crowd favorite too, which is that chickpea sunflower sandwich from the Uh. baker. And you're kind of making like a, it has maple in there, what maple syrup Mm -hmm. and chickpeas and sunflower. Tahini and tahini. So good. 
It tastes like a fancy deli sandwich. So sure if that's does. something that you would like, go check that recipe out on episode 56. And we have the Cuban style black beans from Food and Wine, which has been made mm. a lot. Also a crowd favorite. And a simple rubletta from Bon Appetit. Yeah. All these recipes, so good. I will have links to all of them in our show notes. So if you're interested in any of them, uh, and maybe we'll start talking a little bit about more beans in the Facebook group, because I feel like um, maybe there's even some bean. I know there are bean recipes floating out free, not corralled Mm -hmm. into bean episodes, you know? Uh, So it's waiting to be discovered and shared. Waiting to be discovered and shared. Yes. (laughs) All right, Betsy. That about that's about it. Coming up next week, Kate, what do we have? We are talking about another one of our favorite things, which are chicken thighs. Mm, okay. Love a chicken thigh. It's like a staple meat that I'll pick up even if I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And so we have three recipes this week, coming week, that all celebrate the dark meat chicken. Nice. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us and maybe consider supporting the podcast over on Patreon. We are at patreon.com backslash dinnersisters. Any little bit that you can contribute helps and keeps our podcast lights on. Thanks and happy eating. 